Friends, our uh, scripture for today comes from Luke chapter 19, uh, verses 1 through 10. Hear these words. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. If I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The Word of God for the people of God. This afternoon, I, I want to talk about, uh, in line with your, your series, Set Free, uh, how we are set free when we, like Zacchaeus, uh, welcome Christ gladly. Everybody say that with me. Welcome Christ gladly. Uh, we're, we're told at the beginning of uh, the story that Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Way back in chapter 9, uh, Luke tells us that Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem. And so from chapter 9 on, Jesus has been on his way to Jerusalem, to the cross. And, and so now we're told he enters Jericho and he's passing through. In other words, I, I take this to mean this wasn't a scheduled stop for Jesus. This wasn't on his uh, agenda or schedule, his itinerary. And yet we also know from finishing the story that Jesus doesn't just pass through. That might have been what he was intending, but then what takes place there between he and Zacchaeus, um, Jesus doesn't just pass through. Uh, Turn to someone next to you and say, the Lord always has time for you. We're told a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. So many of us know uh, tax collectors are not well uh, liked. Um, When the Roman Empire would conquer a territory, as they had conquered this territory, the Israelites, they would then collect taxes and they would recruit, enforce, uh, volunteer, voluntold people native to that group of people uh, to collect taxes. And so Zacchaeus is one of those Israelites who now collects money for the man. Right? He collects money for the empire. He uh, takes money from his fellow Israelites, from his own flesh and blood, so to speak, uh, for the evil empire. So people don't like him. Not that hard to figure out. But then uh, Luke tells us not only was he a chief, so he's a chief tax collector, so he's an important one, but also that he was wealthy, that he was rich. In other words, he wasn't just a trader, but he had actually done really well for himself by being a trader. He was paying for his beach house by taking money from his neighbors. He was wealthy on the backs of his 
fellow Israelites. But we also know from the story that that's not all there is to Zacchaeus. You ever heard the phrase, don't judge a book by its cover? Because corrupt and slimy as Zacchaeus might appear to us, it says he wanted to see who Jesus was. How many of you had your life all figured out before you wanted to see who Jesus was? How, how many of you had already put away all of your nasty uh, habits and old lifestyle before you were just curious and wanted to seek out Jesus? So he may not have it figured out and he may not, um, he may not be the role model citizen just yet, but he wants to see who Jesus is. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Uh, some translations say because he was small of stature. So we, there's the physical uh, small of stature, the physical being short and you can't see because of the crowd. But also think, and Dr. Watson, forgive me if I'm eisegeting. Yeah. I also think Luke saying small of stature could say something more than just about physical stature. But I think smallest stature describes all of us spiritually apart from Christ. There are ways that we cannot see Christ as we should because we are small of stature spiritually. Uh, the sin and brokenness in our lives does not enable us to see clearly. That's another one of Dr. Watson's favorite things, the epistemic consequences of sin. <laughs> right? Can I get an Amen. amen. Because we are small of stature, we don't see and hear and reason the way we could or should under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But Zacchaeus doesn't give up. He does everything he can to get a good look at Christ. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Uh, Zacchaeus positions himself uh, to see Jesus better. Anyone say position? position. position. Thank you, Dr. Kisker. <laughs> <laughs> but think about uh, wealthy, rich, corrupt Zacchaeus in his finest robes scaling a tree. Like, what is he doing? Think about, you know, how that might not look respectable or dignified, and yet he's doing whatever he can because he is seeking Jesus. He wants to get a good look at Jesus, and so he's willing to look foolish, and he's willing uh, to maybe get his clothes a little messy so that he can get a better look at Christ. And so even though he is short of stature, even though he cannot see Christ well on his own power, he positions himself in such a way because we're told in the story, since Jesus was coming that way. This is what we're doing today when we gather for corporate worship. We are positioning ourselves in such a way because we believe Jesus will come this way. Are you with me? Yeah. It's what happens when we open up the scriptures. We, we position ourselves because we believe Jesus will come that way. When we receive the Eucharist, because Jesus will come that way. We Wesleyans call that the means of grace. They're the things God has provided for us, for us to participate in, so that small of stature we might be, we might have an encounter with the living God. And so he positions himself because he believes, he sees Jesus coming that way. And we do the same thing. We, we seek to do the practices 
They enable us to put us in a spot so that we can get a better look at Christ because we believe that Christ has promised to pass that way. Verse 5 says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So, not only um, does Jesus pass that way, but he stops. And he interacts with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbed the tree and positioned himself so that he could see God better so that he could see God. But what happens is he ended up being seen by God. Are you with me? He put himself in such a spot where the gaze of God could reach him. And Jesus uh, isn't content with the distance that's between them. He doesn't just pass by the tree and say, good effort, and keep walking, right? And say, hey, good to see you. And, but he stops. He says, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your house. It is so like God to invite us into something or provide an opportunity for us that we think we're initiating. And then when God stops, uh, takes that whole experience uh, into somewhere deeper. Jesus meets us where we are, as we are, just like he sees Zacchaeus and he stops and he meets him where he is, but then they go to a whole different place once Jesus stops and acknowledges him. Think about the times maybe where you've opened up the scripture and you're like, you know, I'm going to do my little devotional this morning or I'm just going to pray real quick before I head out the door and then God, God had a totally different destination in mind. And so we, we seek and we pursue and we position ourselves so that when God passes that way, and, and then what happens is God doesn't just pass, but God stops and says, uh, let's take it further. Come closer. I don't want to stay at a distance, but I actually want to stay in your house. Hebrews 11, uh, it says that, Without faith, it's impossible to please God, but those um, who practice faith must believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. This is what we see Zacchaeus experiences this truth. Is he's seeking and he's climbing and he's positioning and he's rewarded for that. And sometimes I think um, us folks that talk about grace a lot, as we should, can be afraid to think that God might reward our efforts. And yet we find that in the climbing and the seeking, uh, God will reward us with a deeper measure of his presence, which is what happens for Zacchaeus here. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Everyone say, welcomed him gladly. Welcomed him gladly. Thank you, Dr. Kisker and everybody else. 
so that, and, that's the, and that's the invitation, right? The invitation uh, to us as we position ourselves and seek to get a better look at God, and then we, we're seen by God, and he says, come down, I must stay at your house. And the response is, we hurry at once and we welcome him gladly. When's the last time you welcomed a deeper measure of the presence of God gladly into your life? I think many times we look at the story and we can think of it in terms of conversion even. When's the first time you ever welcomed Christ? But also to know that Christ wants to continue working on a deeper level in you, sanctifying you. Sometimes we have to welcome that invitation. While the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner as if Jesus could be the guest of anybody else. <laughs> there will always be people who will be able to remind you why Jesus shouldn't be your guest. There will always be crowds from your past that will remind you that you're not good enough for Jesus to stay under your roof. There will always be places that remind you of who you were before. And Zacchaeus, I feel like, is really instructive here. Because you'll notice that Zacchaeus doesn't pay one bit of attention to the crowd, but he continues to stay focused on Christ. He doesn't seek to defend himself, he doesn't seek to argue. The next words are, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord. The crowds are mumbling. The crowds are there reminding, first of all, Jesus, why he shouldn't stay with Zacchaeus. Presumably also hoping Zacchaeus overhears that, stay in your place. And Zacchaeus stays focused on Christ. Which I confess is really hard to do sometimes. The temptation to self, you know, to justify ourselves. Which, of course, on a deeper level is negating our whole need to be justified by Christ. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Have you ever noticed that most people know what the right thing to do is? They just lack the heart to carry it out. Uh, Jesus didn't give them those instructions. But what happened is Zacchaeus sought to see God and was seen by God. And Zacchaeus was invited into a closer measure of Christ's presence and all of a sudden, he's motivated to make things right. Could you imagine, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor. Could you imagine being one of those people who had received some of Zacchaeus' possessions? Or uh, if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. By the way, that's, that's what the Torah 
uh, prescribes him to do if he's done that. So he's, already, he's always known what the law is, but now because he knows Christ, he can carry out the law. But could you imagine being one of those people who Zacchaeus would have cheated out of something and all of a sudden he's paying you back four times as much? You're probably thinking, what the hell happened to Zacchaeus? <laughs> and when we begin to think of those interactions and the questions people begin to ask when a life is transformed, we begin to see how the kingdom of God advances. It's a life that has been so impacted by being seen by Christ and receiving the invitation of Christ that it can't help but overflow in acts of mercy, justice, and compassion. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Along the lines of being set free, I think Zacchaeus instructs us to see that anyone who is earnestly seeking to see Christ is now no longer limited to being identified by the worst thing they've ever done. You are more than the worst thing you've ever done. You are more than your lowest moment. We're also freed, as basic as it sounds from our past, the crowds that are there reminding Jesus why he shouldn't go stay with Zacchaeus. But as far as we know, that doesn't stop Jesus from going. He's freed from living selfishly. He's free from feeling orphaned. Jesus says, this man too is a son of Abraham. Although his fellow Israelites might have wanted him to feel like he no longer belonged. And he's set free from being lost. Because Jesus came to seek and save the lost.